Today on the newscast, the shadow war at sea just took a dangerous turn as an Iranian missile struck an Israeli container ship. Get all the breaking details that you're not hearing in the mainstream media coming up. The sponsor of today's video is our good friends at Artsa, the unique subscription box that follows in the footsteps of Jesus. With Artsa boxes, you'll receive products from artisans and small business owners in Israel. This month's box features Jerusalem. Great stuff here, as you can see. You can hang it on your living room, dining room, office wall. Also, the Jerusalem stone pendant. Some great food, too. A chocolate date spread, which is delicious. And spices straight from the Holy Land, straight from Israel. Go to artsabox.com and use the discount code WATCHMAN18. That's WATCHMAN18 to get your 18% discount off of your Artsa subscription box. Check it out. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Some breaking news today, a major escalation in the ongoing shipping war at sea between Israel and Iran. More on that in a second. Real quick, a lot of people are asking me what happened with Israel's election. Here's a quick update, folks. Still no conclusive result. Israel held its fourth election in the past two years on Tuesday, March 23rd. Benjamin Netanyahu's Likud party led the field. They won 30 seats in the Israeli Knesset. But here's the thing. You need 61 seats overall to form a government in Israel, which means Likud and its 30 seats, they must form a coalition with other Israeli parties to reach that 61-seat threshold. Right now, it does not appear that Prime Minister Netanyahu's Likud party Uh, has a large enough coalition to hit 61 seats, but neither do the opposition parties that oppose Netanyahu. So what we have right now is a stalemate over the next few weeks. Likud, Yeshatid, and all the various Israeli political factions will be scrambling to try and form that winning coalition and reach that magic number of 61 Knesset seats. If they do not, Israel, believe it or not, will go to elections Yet again, sometime later this year, that would be the fifth election in two years. Folks, I will say that Israel right now, with the threats it is facing, really needs political stability. So I hope they get this sorted out. An Israeli container ship called the Luri, L-O-R-I, was passing through the Gulf of Oman, off the coast of Iran, near the coast of Iran, when it was hit by a missile. Now, Israeli authorities believe this missile was fired by Iran at this Israeli-owned vessel. Thankfully, there were not major damages to this Israeli container ship. It was uh, heading from Africa on its way to India, and it did stop for a time, I guess, and evaluate the damages. But believe it or not, it actually continued on its way to its destination, India. So again, thank God, no major damages, no casualties. But a pretty bold move by the Iranian regime, to say the least, to fire a missile at an Israeli-owned ship. Now, we reported here in the newscast recently a few things to keep in mind and just some background here on yesterday's incident. We reported here about a week or two ago about Iran's missile cities. They continuously unveil every few months. They debut with cameras and photos and footage of these missile cities that they are building 
reportedly along the Persian Gulf shoreline, up and down with thousands and thousands, presumably, of Iran's large ballistic missile stockpile uh, at these missile cities. Again, they are on the coastline. They are very strategically positioned to fire at shipping in the Persian Gulf, the Strait of Hormuz, the Gulf of Oman, to fire, God forbid, across the Gulf at the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia and other Iranian rivals. So the first thing I thought of when I heard about a missile being fired against an Israeli vessel in the Gulf of Oman was those Iranian missile cities along the Persian Gulf coastline. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I talked about the shadow war, the shipping war. So obviously this is not just a coincidence or just a minor incident. This is part of a sustained string of incidents over the past few months. Let's rewind. On February 25th, the MV Helios Ray, another Israeli-owned vessel, was traveling again in the Gulf of Oman when it was struck by a mine. Now, the mine tore at least four holes into this ship. Thankfully, again, no one was injured, no one was killed. There weren't massive damages, but the ship did need repairs. The bottom line is, again, a very bold move by whoever did it. Israel says Iran did it. Iran, of course, denies it. This is the MO every time one of these incidents occurs. But a pretty good bet that the Iranian regime planted those mines on the MV Helios Ray. There's a track record there of Iran carrying out similar attacks with mines in the Persian Gulf region over the past few years. So we had that incident. Then we had, uh, no pun intended, a very explosive report from the Wall Street Journal earlier this month saying that Israel has targeted Iranian shipping. At least 12 Iranian ships over the past two years alone, Israel has planted, I guess, planted mines or other means to cause explosions on these Iranian ships. In all of these cases, no casualties, no one hurt, no one killed, and no major damages, no ships sunk. But Israel sending a message because these strikes aren't happening in a vacuum, folks. Iran, uh, all 12 of these ships, Iran was either transiting weapons or oil to Syria. Now, the reason Israel would want to stop the weapons flow is obviously self-explanatory because those weapons will be delivered from the Iranian regime to Syria and to its Hezbollah and to its various proxies and allies, which are all committed to Israel's destruction. That's number one. Number two, the oil factor. Obviously, Iran and Syria both have heavy sanctions. Uh, There's heavy sanctions against those two nations, but they are in cahoots. They are very close allies, and Iran's trying to skirt those sanctions, get the oil to Syria. But Israeli authorities are very concerned that the oil revenue, again, will be used to fund terror, anti-Israel terror that would kill Israeli men, women, and children in the region. Not only that, but also target U.S. soldiers in the region, I'm sure. The oil revenue can be a very lucrative means for funding terror. So for all of those reasons, Israel has been targeting this Iranian shipping. Now Iran is responding in kind. Obviously, the incident last month with the MV Helios Ray, the incident just yesterday, a missile Uh, mines are are one thing. Missile, to me, folks, a missile being fired seems like a pretty serious escalation. And to close here, 
it seems that the Iranian regime is growing increasingly bold. We've had the rocket attacks against U.S. bases in Iraq, several of them over the past month and a half. We've told you about it here on the Watchman newscast. And now really a step up, attacking Israeli shipping at sea. Now, Iran had a very bad 2020. A lot of people did, but Iran in particular really had a rough 2020. Uh, Not only was Qasem Soleimani, the terror kingpin, killed at the beginning of the year, but the year closed with Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, Iran's nuclear weapons mastermind, also being taken out outside of Tehran. Then you had in the summer of 2020 a sustained sabotage campaign against Iran's nuclear facilities and ballistic missile depots inside Iran on Iranian soil. So Iran has been licking its wounds big time, not to mention the Trump administration's heavy sanctions that have crippled the Iranian economy. They've been itching to, I guess, save face and strike back against their enemies, and they are starting to do that. And my concern is that they don't fear any repercussions, at least from the American side, with the Biden administration, which has shown itself to be very eager to re-enter that disastrous Iran nuclear deal. It was definitely a different climate under President Trump, who had a very tough stand against Iran. But now we have President Biden, who uh, has not been overly friendly, to say the least, to Israel thus far, or to Sunni Arab nations like Saudi Arabia. The Iranians and their allies, they they see daylight, folks. The exact wrong message for the United States to send right now, that there is daylight between the U.S. and its allies in the region. Iran smells blood in the water. They will try to exploit that daylight. So we are keeping a very close eye on all of this for you as we head into the weekend. Hey, we always like to end here on the Watchman Newscast with words of encouragement. Today, I'm thinking of 2 Timothy. You might be anxious or even fearful about what's going on in the world, how it affects you, because it does affect all of us, no matter where we live. 2 Timothy says we're not to have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So remember that as we head into the weekend, God Almighty still sits on the throne. He's sovereign over all of these events, and he will never leave you or forsake you. Before we leave today, one quick reminder, one last reminder, our good friends at Artsa. Check out artsabox.com. You'll get an 18% discount on your Artsa Box subscription. Use the discount code WATCHMAN18. That's WATCHMAN18. Folks, if you watch the Watchman newscast on a regular basis, you know that I don't partner with very many organizations at all. So that's how you know that I really believe in what Artsa is doing and how we are blessing Israel in working with Artsa. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.